Welcome to Shoujo and Tell, where we discuss shoujo manga and tell who's hot and who's not, talk about themes, and just generally geek out. Today, October 5th, 2019, we'll be Shoujo and Telling about the series My Lesbian Experience with Loneliness and My Soul Exchange Diary by Nagata Kabi. To be clear, those aren't actually shoujo manga at all, but it's a buzzy manga about a woman written by that woman, so we're just going to go with it. (laughs) (laughs) We're, We're doing it. It was more a, a manga of opportunity because we read it for a book club, and I was like, you know, what? we're just gonna we're just gonna talk about that twice. Apparently, <laughs> we we you you didn't have to tell them that they yeah. they could have been impressed with you. Yeah, well, I did it anyway. <laughs> I'm a truthful person, like to a flaw. It's yeah. like it's bad. Anyway, <laughs> I'm your host Ashley McDonald, and I'm joined by Asher Softman. Hello, Asher. Hello, Ashley. <laughs> I love when we do this and stare at each other. Yes. <laughs> yes, we're doing face. this across the kitchen table. It's a very tiny table, you guys. We're four. Asher, who are you? Don't mess it up this time. <laughs> I am Ashley McDonald's boyfriend. <laughs> yes, that's your one. It's my one credential. <laughs> um, no, I, uh, no, I mean, that is actually like, my connection to this, I'm, I don't write about manga. <laughs> I'm not cool like Ashley's other guests. I'm very convenient for her to bring on the show. Yeah, it's true. Super convenient. <laughs> like whenever I'm like, I'm in a jam and didn't really plan anything with strangers. <laughs> like, or I'm doing Haruka is coming, Asher. I only need to get three more volumes. <laughs> Joy. <laughs> uh, I'm also Ashley's partner for the Clamp uh, read-through, and uh, yes. that's that's exciting. Yeah, reading all the Clamp, that's fun. It it certainly gives perspective <laughs> on, <laughs> on all the Clamp I read as a kid. Yeah, right? You're, you're like, <laughs> interesting stuff's going on here. Okay, so... so to be clear, my lesbian experience with loneliness was a very, it was very popular. It won. It was. It was recognized. It got seen. People were hype about it. it was you uh, critically acclaimed? Critically acclaimed. Is perhaps the, the phrase. Maybe. It won a Harvey Award. Oh. Ooh, Teen Vogue included it on their list of the best queer books to celebrate Pride 2017. Ooh, <laughs> that's definitely its number one accolade. Absolutely. I don't know what a Harvey Award is. I assume they're named for writer-artist Harvey Kurtzman. Uh, oh, we're going down Wikipedia rabbit hole now. Yeah. It's the successor to the Kirby Awards that were discontinued in 1987. All right. That's enough of that. And then My Soul Exchange Diary is basically the much longer sequel question mark. To my lesbian experience with loneliness. And so, Asher, can you tell the good folks what the, it is about? Um, so it's about the author. It's a nonfiction memoir kind of manga, which was the first time I read anything like that. Um, well, in a book form. I've definitely read, you know, autobiographical comics before. Mm-hmm. So... 
if Ashley hasn't, maybe that's a, uh, something we can discuss later. I mean, I read Mouse. <laughs> that's pretty different. That's pretty different. That's pretty different. I'm just trying to think of any nonfiction comics I read and I'm like, Mouse. <laughs> yeah, it's not like Mouse. It's not like Mouse. It's about um, her pen name here is Nagata Kabi, um, which I learned means mold from this book. Educational. She, it's about her struggle with depression and anxiety and trying to form relationships as an adult who feels worthless. Relatable. Relatable. <laughs> Very relatable to, to this generation. Especially, like, she turns 30 in the, in the second My Solo Exchange Diary volume. And I was like, ah. You're like now this is happening, age. yeah. Now it's literally it hits too hard to us. We're like, oh god, <laughs> we're gonna be thirty soon. <laughs> oh, no. That's not the part that hits hardest, honestly. But yeah, mm, no, it is extremely relatable in many, many ways. She speaks very, she writes and draws very um, honestly and simply. Oh yes, yes. Uh, I guess, the, and the premise of the first one, my lesbian experience with loneliness, is <laughs> she was so lonely and desperate for human contact. She hired a lesbian, like an escort from a lesbian escort agency. Yeah, that part's less relatable. It's, <laughs> I've not done that. <laughs> it's also just not as important to the story. It's really it's not. just the attention. It's the hook. Yeah. No. That's something I wanted to discuss, but I, I don't want to... It's like, I don't want to spoil things here, so I guess right. I shouldn't. But like, well, that's the first page, so... <laughs> no, 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 but like more generally about like the queerness aspect of this ah. and the covers that happen, I'm like... Yeah, it is also very strange to talk about spoilers with a nonfiction, <laughs> yeah, with a nonfiction account. Oh, you guys, you don't know what happens in Nagata Kavi. Oh, the other, the other cool thing I thought about this is that she originally published it piece by piece on Pixiv, which is um, a Japanese site for uploading art. I, I end up looking at a lot of fan art on Pixiv. Mm. I don't understand anything on Pixiv because it is in Japanese, but. Um, <laughs> It, I think it's cool to see the move from like uh, this is this is uh, the way publishing is changing in America is also reflected in other countries. I think that's pretty I don't know if cool is the word, but it, it does get different stories out there. Yeah. Down with those gatekeepers. Just kidding. I actually I'm like. You know what? I have complicated feelings that I'm not going to explain to you right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I work in books, and if you really want to know, you can talk. You know what? I think we just have to go to spoilers. Then I have well, to give this. We're not doing what was our level of familiarity with the like our usual, oh, yeah. your usual questions here. Our <laughs> usual questions. Well, okay, yeah. So I had read my lesbian experience with loneliness back when it was the cool the coolest thing you know i didn't read my solo exchange diary until now though yeah i had never even heard of it until book that's club. very sad to me actually yeah that feels like especially with the groups that you run in i, I know. feel like that's a big that's weird <laughs> i mean maybe i heard of it and just never really registered but 
that I was wholly unaware of it. Yes, you called it my experience with... No, I called it um, <laughs> my lonely lesbian experience one time, once, once. I'll never forget. And Ashley will never let me live it down. No, it ruins all the poeticism of it. <laughs> yes. But it's funny to word it that way also. <laughs> well, apparently in Japanese, it's very literal. Like the time that I went and hired a lesbian escort. <laughs> yeah, it was like my report on something. Oh, yeah. something. yeah. I definitely appreciate the English title. <laughs> it knows what it's doing and it's doing it well. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so we read it with for book club so we actually already kind of discussed we didn't read my soul exchange diary because we thought that would be like it's too much to expect people to buy 45 dollars worth of comics and our library system did not have the second my soul exchange diary so we did not read that but we did discuss my lesbian experience with loneliness with other people already so we have some other perspectives in our own minds now <laughs> For this discussion. Yes. Ashley was like, no, I've forgotten all of that. <laughs> no, I like va- no, I was distracted. I was looking to see who did the translation for for the books. That's from seven, seven C's. Hired. <laughs> yes. Good job. <laughs> Good job, that person at seven C. Okay. So yeah, so you can get this manga from seven C's. <laughs> yes. That sure is a thing. <laughs> I still feel like we have to give the spoiler warning now. Okay. Okay. If you have not read My Lesbian Experience with Loneliness or My Soul Exchange Diary, you should do that before proceeding. I feel like you already knew that. Like you've you, you've heard the hype for it. You know. <laughs> Unless you're me. Unless you're somehow Asher. <laughs> doesn't it just doesn't make sense, you guys. It makes no sense. Anyway, okay, we're gonna start with listener questions. So we got we gotta we have a trio. Uh, the first two are from Lumrama Yasha, who... Who has a great username. Yes. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out that Rumiko Takahashi. That, yes. <laughs> you get it. You get it. Uh, they also host the Manga Mavericks podcast. And they sent these in by email. So the first one is... Both of Nagatakabi's memoirs. Actually, Asher has a better reading voice. <laughs> okay. Um, Both of Nagatakabi's memoirs deeply affected me as someone who has struggled with depression, their sexuality, and complicated relationships with family. So I guess my first question would be, which of Kabi's experiences did you relate with or resonate the most with emotionally? So I definitely feel like the... Beginning bits of my lesbian experience with loneliness are the best bits. Like, the part about the lesbian part is actually, like, to me. (laughs) So, I don't know, on page, like, three, she's like, I thought that all the things, like, the places that I go and the things that I do make me me. And then, you know, when you're not in high school anymore, and this is something I, like, viscerally feel (laughs) in my life is when you're not in high school anymore and you don't have, like, you're not trying to, like, work towards this nebulous future thing and you're just hanging out with your friends all the time and everything, and then that, like, collapses when you go to college or have a job. And she's just like, oh, I, like, dropped out of college and I only had, like, a part-time job and 
the way that she tries to relate to people at her part-time job are not like appropriate for a job setting and all these things. So she has this thing where she's like, I don't know who I am anymore. Like, where did it all go? It just like disappeared. And I'm like, relatable. Yeah. I actually, since I've like discovered more of who I am and like came more to terms with that after high school, mm-hmm. I had less of that feel. Uh, the, the parts that resonate most with me, I think, are her, um, her struggle with adulting. <laughs> overall adulting. Overall adulting, particularly the, the struggle of self-worth as something you do. Uh, that, that wasn't worded right. Um, in my solo exchange diary, it's a lot more about having had the success with my lesbian experience with loneliness, how she still struggles with, you know, mental illness and uh, her loneliness and and difficulties connecting with people, particularly her family. And that really struck me as someone who had a fairly good amount of success very early on in my life uh, and then kind of petered out <laughs> and am now underemployed. And, you know, that's very relatable. I am a month shy of 30 yeah. uh, and making very bad money at a very stressful job. And, you know, my parents do what they can to help out, but they also push. And sometimes it's difficult. It's difficult. And I, I understand how she sort of keeps going back and forth on it. I think that really, I really felt that this time. And I was glad that to see that because I think even within this series, there's, uh, there's a try to wrap things neatly and present a hopeful future, uh-huh. right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I actually really like the structure of, of my solo exchange diary for this because every time she tries to end a chapter on on that note, the next chapter happens. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and it keeps being difficult. It will never be easy. And I think that was a, a nice reminder for me. Yeah, my solo exchange diary definitely was like, future Nagatakabi. Like, what are you doing out there? I hope you remember that like people love you. And then the next chapter will be like, and now I'm in the hospital. And like <laughs> I I stabbed myself in the arm. And it's like, whoa, hey, what like what? What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's very honest and real. And it can be discouraging, but it's also nice to see it talked about that the the struggle continues to be real, I guess. Forever. Forever, yeah. Remember, you're stuck here forever. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it is very, it's interesting. Like, we definitely get different things out of the story because I had the opposite trajectory of Asher where I was like, I was like a nothing child. (laughs) Like, nobody expected anything out of me. I was in, like, real basic low classes until, like, middle of middle school and even then I kept getting bounced back and forth between like are you smart are you not smart like they really couldn't figure it out you guys spoilers she's smart oh spoilers I'm like motivated at least <laughs> you're smart okay uh so now I'm like oh I've like had a decent trajectory actually but I still am like I feel I don't I feel very unmoored basically like 
I have recently moved from, you know, California to Florida, but I'm like, really, I need to go back to Pennsylvania. And like, I have like, I'm like, I need to go back to like all my friends who are still more north than me and all these things. I'm like, I don't know how to like get there. Yeah. Tragic. Yeah. (laughs) I think we both have a little bit of that because I came back to Florida after having my (laughs) unmooring, I guess. Yeah. Um, And I think ultimately, like, I don't need to stay in Florida, but there is a definite, as an adult, I feel closer to my family than ever. It's fun that Asher and I go through the exact opposite. (laughs) It's fun, but then we still both have the the feeling of, oh, this was so relatable. It was so relatable, (laughs) you guys. The other experiences of hers that I resonated with, I mean, the big one was, I think, the struggle with the job. (laughs) things like oh yes yeah but also her um her talk about uh self-worth and uh, self-esteem and Mm -hmm. um having a measuring stick yeah so that you stop comparing yourself to other people like that was something i did learn like earlier in life but late enough that i remember it (laughs) Mm. and it was like majorly important and actually something i could probably stand to relearn this is something Ashley has never embraced. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is the source of all of my troubles. You know? This is what I work on in therapy. <laughs> They're like, you need so much less anxiety. I'm like, do I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. But I still think for all that, it's like actually really hard for me to... Like, even reading My Soul Exchange Diary, I got frustrated with her. Yeah. Like, I was like, you need to get it together. <laughs> like, right. What are you doing? Whereas I think my lesbian experience with loneliness is very helpful in explaining more what depression feels like. Because I feel like if I have depression, which I like, I feel like I do, but it's very high-functioning depression, which is just like your brain doesn't shut up telling you. Like, it's like, if you don't do this very minor thing right now, like the world is going to die basically. Or like, you're just going to fail at something. So you like do everything immediately because your brain just never shuts up. Sounds like anxiety. Sounds like anxiety. Sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. But so that's very much the opposite experience of our, the typical portrayal of depression as just like laying about in bed and not being able to get out of it. So like, that's the part where I struggle being like, Oh, this is not relatable. And it makes me mad that you like can't get it. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like the thing you just said about like your brain, you know, beating you up all the time is actually something that did come up in these books. Yeah. But then the, so you, it's just two different responses to the same thing, basically. Like, it's yeah. not like her brain is being like, oh, yeah, you should just watch TV. Like, she's like, no, I have to do my manga and, like, I need to make my parents proud and, like, X, Y, Z. Right. It's like the unreasonable expectations that the anxiety creates are then unfulfillable. And then it's like, okay, why bother trying? Oh, no. Or I'm paralyzed. I can't yeah. do all the things. So, like, yeah, yeah. I think it's all part of her experience and we all (laughs) get different levels of both things. Yeah. Whereas when my brain goes into that, I'm like, oh, it will be so much worse if 
I let it go. Yeah. So like I need to do it now because otherwise like it will only spiral out of control and then I don't even know what I would do. <laughs> like I never, right, right. I don't let that happen. Right. <laughs> so, like, yeah. We can both agree her difficulty with like figuring out what she is able to do. Relatable. Relatable. <laughs> I am definitely suffering from the, oh no, I have definitely taken on too many things to do and how do I not? <laughs> yep. How do I cram all these things into the day that I have on my to-do list. Oops. Oops. Can't. Can't. What people do I disappoint? Which ones I have to choose today? <laughs> yeah, that's how it feels. That's how it feels. That's exactly it. <laughs> yeah. Which people are going to be mad that I gave up on them today? <laughs> yep. So that's, it's definitely, uh, yeah, I feel like Lots of things that I've been reading recently have made me be like, yes, this is a reckoning with myself, really. (laughs) And it's coming. It's coming. I don't think I can do it immediately. You know, it takes me years to do very hard things still. (laughs) Which is fine. But uh, eventually, hopefully by the time I'm like, by the time I'm 35, will I have it figured out? I hope so. (laughs) I think that's an unreasonable expectation. As life continues, we continue... To be human. <laughs> yeah. We continue to be ourselves. But yeah. The but maybe we- these things you will have figured out. No, maybe. I don't know. I hope I give up something major by the time I'm 35, basically. My one true hope. So I keep going back to her explanation of what depression feels like. Like, she has many, right? And part of the beauty and the frustration of reading this manga, like all three of them, is that... So my lesbian experience with loneliness is told definitely like she did it and then wrote it retrospectively, right? Like she didn't write it as it was going on, or at least that's not the impression I get. (laughs) She definitely heavily edited it. She like mentions editing it from the Pixiv version and everything too. So there's like more polish to it. Like the lessons feel more concrete and everything. Whereas my soul exchange diary is happening in real time. And it's legitimately so, a diary. Yeah. And, you know, I she doesn't really discuss how much editing goes into it or anything. Definitely some. Are you sure? Some is going to no, happen. No, no, no. She, 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 at the end of the first one, when she started with that relationship with the, the girl. Yeah. She did discuss a little bit, like, what do I keep in? What do I take out? She discussed sending the manuscript to that girl, being like, is this okay? Yep. No changes. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's some, but it's still like, you know, it's not like she's writing one thing. No. Like one chapter from a while ago after she's like, oh, I've already figured everything out. So, like, it can be frustrating because it feels like whiplash, like you're going back and forth. And so, like, there's almost certainly contradictory things within the three volumes, you know, like. Sure. As our feelings change. Yeah. 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 And so, but it's unsatisfying as like a story arc then. Right. Because real people don't have story arcs. I know. (laughs) And I'm like, it's actually really refreshing to read it. Like intellectually, it's really refreshing to read it. Emotionally, I'm like, no. (laughs) I I get you. I get you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So just like, I don't know, it it feel it's like hard because I'm like, okay, yeah, you got all the lessons in my lesbian experience with loneliness about like what depression is and you like figured it out. And then you get to my soul exchange diary and you're like, you didn't figure anything out. (laughs) Nothing gets figured out. (laughs) Yeah, because that's 
real. That's real. I <laughs> That's know real. it's real. It's like, oh yeah, my lesbian experience with lone- loneliness. I look forward to listening to how many times we mess up the title. <laughs> it's, they're so long. They're such long titles. I know. Um, <laughs> even when they're in English, it's difficult. Um, ends with like, oh, okay, I, I learned that there are other things and I can go move towards them. Yeah. I think she still has learned the things. Mm-hmm. It's just the goalposts move. Yeah. And as she continued, like there's the discovery part of learning and then there's the experience part of learning. And we actually get the experience, not in my lesbian experience with loneliness, <laughs> but in my solo exchange diary. <laughs> mm, that's a good way to think about it. Yeah. The, the oh. practical experience of like, oh, this is hard. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding, my lady. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing that it, I just keep trying to think of the depression thing where she's like, it's very early in my lesbian experience with loneliness. And she's like, it's like there's a cup on my head and I can't spill any of the water. And she's like saying it to her mom who is off to the side. And her mom is just like, but there is no cup. And it's just like, oh, okay, I get yes. it. Like, this, this is what I, I like. When I get mad at her, I like go back to that. I'm just like, think about that. <laughs> just yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> <ugh>. <laughs> and yet it's still hard. Oh, yeah, I really related to the line, although I never said no to drawing manga, I never said yes to it either. Because both Asher and I very much want to be writers, but we, uh, we're one of those writers who are like, but we don't really write. Well, Nano's coming up. No, no. I know I, you're not doing I'm Nano. definitely not. I am going to, if I survive this October, you guys, just like, that'll be amazing. And then I have like staycation November is like my jam. <laughs> like, what I'm looking forward to the most. I think I'll do Nano this year. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I did it once. I can do it again. I failed at it seven times. I can fail at it again. Yeah, I failed at it at least twice. That's fine. It is fine. <laughs> Ooh, the, yeah, the one other explanation that I actually really liked was her explanation of independence not being that, mm. like, you are a person who can do everything on your own, which is definitely my attitude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, today, I made a mistake, and then I was like, oh, no, I have to correct the mistake because I am a good person like that. I could have hidden it, but I did not because I am not that trash. Um, and then I was like, oh, but I can't correct the mistake on my own. And I was like, oh, no, I have to make Asher do a thing. <laughs> and then I felt very bad about it. Uh, but at the same time, I felt really good that oh, yeah. like, I got to do a thing for someone. Um, I was like, ah, I, I, I did a good. Yeah, you, and you, helped. <laughs> you helped the world. I helped you. Yeah, you helped me. Um, and by extension, other people. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't care about those people. It's true. You don't care about those people. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, I, I think, and this is just not about this book, but like the, the additional part of um, relying on other people is that actually makes people like you more. Yeah. In the way that everything in life is a paradox. So what she realizes is that independence is not about being like the person who can do everything. And it's not even about having like a very small core of people that you can rely on. Although like that's fine depending on if everybody's cool with that. But she's like being independent is like expanding your social network such that you don't like overtax any one person. But you still rely on them 
to help you out of jams or to like talk to you sometimes, you know, like you, yeah. you wander around. She, <laughs> she said um, the point is to have a lot of people that you rely on only a little bit. Yeah. You rely on them less. Which I was like, ooh. It's like, oh. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> it's true and it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely hard again. I'm like, ugh. Okay, but we should move on to second question. Yes. In your beautiful reading voice. Ah, me. Second, this is a question I've asked other pods before, but I want to see how you guys feel about this too. I was really heartbroken seeing how Kabi was tormented by selling her life in pieces with Solo Exchange Diary, trying to live up to readers' expectations and the success of lesbian experience. Do you think she should break from drawing manga about herself and move towards fictional stories that are still clearly personal, like Chika-chan, uh, which is um, the oh, yeah. little short in the back of the second volume of My Solo Exchange Diary? She, This was published in... Like Hibana magazine. Yeah, yeah, Hibana. And it's a fictional... Oh, what's the full title? It's like Chika-chan's depression or something. That is literally what it is. Chika-chan's depression. <laughs> and it's sort of about, it's a, uh, takes a metaphor literally about how society kind of gets you down and rebelling against society is sometimes all you can do. I've seen this a lot, not Chika-chan's depression, but um, the whole struggle between personal art and made public I spent a lot of time on Tumblr. <laughs> Let's just say that. That's what it is. Um, I know a lot of um, webcomic artists. I used to read a lot more webcomics also. And a lot of them were, if not autobiographical, at least deeply personal. And it is hard and exhausting. And people get very demanding. And they want you to have a character arc. <laughs> Um, I do. I wanted her to have a character arc. Yeah. <laughs> do I think she should break from drawing manga? I feel like telling her what she should or should not do, even in my head where she cannot access it, is more than I want to feel about somebody with a real life. Like, it's not my decision at all to make. Mm -hmm. I think people should reform how they treat content creators Yes. <laughs> and the boundaries therein. It is difficult with private lives made public. It it was difficult with her family. And she didn't really didn't really foresee that fully. Yeah. <laughs> fully is the key here. Right. I, no, it's a thing where you you're like intellectually I know this will be bad and then when it happens you're like oh no wait this was <laughs> this worse is like, this is potentially worse yeah it's like, normally it's actually better it's like oh usually like I try to think it's going to be worse than it is so then I'm pleasantly surprised but no it went worse than that oh I'm ooh, I'm devastated so I think that I see even if she didn't have a character arc the way you wanted her to, I see her growth like through these three books. Like even though she seems to be cycling through the same lessons about how hard it is to live on your own, particularly with depression and anxiety, um, you know, as as things that make you stuck, I can see her getting better, even with 
the the drinking and the hospitalization, she still knew like, oh, wait, I am loved. And that was a big step up from the first volume. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I think she should continue as much as I want to say anyone should do anything. (laughs) I think that if this continues to be a transformative experience for her and, you know, like, you know, she makes money off of this. That's good. Mm -hmm. She's able to support herself more more so than before <laughs> doing what she loves i as complicated as it is with her family i think it is opening roads more than closing them as they you know learn things about one another and see each other one another as more full human beings as long as it continues to have positive effects she should ignore what other people say for sure. Yes. And keep doing something that's good for her. If it's good for her. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. she, she, she is weak to criticism. Yeah. See, yeah, my struggle with this is that I'm like, I got the sense that she only wrote it because people were like, well, this did, like, my lesbian experience with loneliness did so well and... People really related to this, so just keep doing more, which is like a thing I generally hate about our culture now, where it's like, oh, we can't let something just like stand on its own as a success. Like once it's a success, you can never leave that universe. And I'm like, we can, especially when it's a real person's universe. Like, <laughs> right. please no. <laughs> uh, yeah, so my my struggle with it is that I definitely got the sense that it was like this is not motivated by helping her is motivated by money which like does help her yeah but like is a roundabout you know sure it's not the direct like exploration of herself right i i think because i got such a oh and this is what it's like to follow through from my solo exchange diary, mm. I do appreciate that my solo exchange diary was made. But yeah, like, I think she should just do what she wants. She should just do what she wants. And what's good for her. Yeah. I guess those are two different things. <laughs> yes, they are. As for fictional stories that are still clearly personal, I think she could have a lot of fun with that. And it might be a nice uh, change of pace from... I mean, it was even a, a kind of different art style. So, like, oh, getting definitely. to getting to do... I mean, it was still, like, markedly hers. But getting to explore these things in other ways is also healthy and good and fun. I mean, I wasn't blown away by that short story, though. I wasn't either, but I was <laughs> like, oh, well, all right. I was like, these characters look fun. I'd hang out with them. The revelation that they were in their late 20s was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, really now? Really? Really now? Really, really, really? How, how are you, as a 27-year-old, pulling off this Lolita look so well? <laughs> they hang out a lot in Harajuku. <laughs> I, no, they don't leave the house. They don't leave the house. They look at a lot of websites. <laughs> I guess, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, oh, my soul exchange diary. Just overall felt like... People had forced her to do this thing that she didn't really want to do. 
And then it, like with the girl that she was like, I want to write about her truthfully, but now it's like weird. Oh, that's the other thing that I think I, I struggle with overall about the stories is that, you know, because it's so much a distillation of like her feelings, like it's her telling her, you how she felt about an incident without necessarily giving you that much about what the incident is. Like she will tell you multiple times that her grandmother is emotionally abusive, but we never are given like dialogue or anything to show right. the emotional abuse. And so in the way that it's like, oh, she seems to keep resetting on, you know, lessons and stuff. It's really hard to be like, well, how much of it is just like you falsely interpreting something? Right. And we're not saying that to be mean or judgmental. It's like her, she has her own realizations about things several times through the course of the series and like reverses her stance. Yeah, especially on over, family yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. And like, no, that's good and normal and like, yeah. But it, it does, you know, call other things into question. It yeah. does mean like, she is very much a biased person. And she even says, like, I think she says early on in, in maybe not early on in this book, but in My Lesbian Exchange. Nope. <laughs> My Lesbian Exchange Diary. <laughs> My Lesbian Experience with Loneliness. <laughs> Are we going to have a blooper reel? <laughs> we definitely should. We just have us messing up all the times we messed up the name in the podcast. It's like every time we say any of the names. <laughs> It's amazing. Um, that she constructed her parents in her mind. And, like, that's not how they really are. So, yeah. It is tough in that way. Yeah. But she, I get also, like, she was originally publishing this on Pixiv. And, like... <laughs> she didn't know. She didn't know. And, like, yeah... There, there's something so weird about the internet where, and I'm, I'm maybe I'm making myself sound like an old fogey, but like shouting into a void where you don't have to see anybody's faces, but it's out there for everybody to see gives you a, gives me at least a weird sense of things being personal, even though it's public. So finding that balance between what she can and should say and the messages she wants to give as an artist and a writer and as a diarist and as a published mangaka, I, I can't even begin to do that algebra. <laughs> it's too much. It's true. But uh, the next question is about parents. Are you sure to read that? Sure. Read that. I will read that. From at Shoujo Power on Twitter. I would be interested to know how you guys feel about Kabi's relationship with her parents, particularly in my experience, my lesbian experience with loneliness. On one hand, I understood her frustration, but on the other, she seemed to be dealing with growing pains that a lot of young people deal with. I think that her relationship with her parents is more um, compelling in the continuations as mm. they find out, like as they see her book yeah like you wrote this about us that said i uh i relate a lot to how she 
both resents and tries to please her parents. Nice. I think that's relatable for anyone with parents. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no? I mean, yeah. Just in different amounts, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like I have pleased my parents, and therefore I feel no, like, heavy obligation to them anymore because I'm like, I live... 95% independently or like more than that. <laughs> right. And I do not. <laughs> On the other hand, I'm doing better than other people I know. And I shouldn't be comparing, but sometimes other people's measuring sticks are just so, so there. So there. <laughs> they so exist. Especially when it's, all right, I'll just say it, like, especially when it's like my brother. It's like, <laughs> aha, yes, I will compare myself to my brother and I will do so favorably. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, Andrew, if you're listening to this. Yes, Andrew, I hope you are listening to this. <laughs> no, he shouldn't be because he didn't read my solo exchange oh, diary that's true. yet. We have to go give him to him. <laughs> I think it'll hurt him oh. in his Kokoro. <laughs> it's true. Um... Yeah, I think particularly, and this wasn't in um, my lesbian experience with loneliness. Hey! Um, this was later, but she makes this realization that I would put air quotes around if I were visible. <laughs> um, that there was no love in the family. It was like, oh, dang. I know, that one really, I was like, ooh, this is very dark. <laughs> yeah, but then she reverses that later. And she's like, no, my family does care about me very much. Yeah. And for me, I think that is a very um, real and really difficult um, struggle that, that happens in a lot of people's lives where, like, yes, the love is there, but the way it's expressed is not wanted, particularly. Yeah. Um, it may be needed, it may be well-intentioned, it may not be the right thing to say, but it's not what is wanted. And I think she I think she pulled back some after her parents like had their experience with the, her experience. <laughs> and I, I do think she actually kept more to herself as my solo exchange diary went on. Mm -hmm. um, but she does come around and say, no, my parents do love me and care for me. I think you can, I think there can be love and maybe it's not the highest love. There can be love without understanding. And that's very difficult. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 100%. I mean, it makes me think of the quote from like Toru or her mom in Fruits Basket, where it's just like, everybody's kindness is expressed in different ways. So mm -hmm. sometimes you don't understand their kindness because you just, like, don't speak their, you know, displays of affection and everything. Uh, and so, I don't know, it's just, like, give people the benefit of the doubt, especially when they're, like, your parents. <laughs> they actually do care. And, like, that is the thing. I don't know. Like, I grew up in this very, like, family that's kind of, like, like, Asher is all nice and sweet, and everybody in his family is all nice, and my family is all, like, tough love, like, we're from Philadelphia stuff, and I'm like, okay, I get it, but sometimes maybe it's, like, we pushed each other too far, but, like, I understand that it comes from a place of, like, I want you to succeed in yeah, things, yeah. like. And that's 
really hard. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you know, I want to succeed too and make you proud. That's where I'm coming from with it. It's like, <laughs> I, I have not yet pleased my parents. At least <laughs> not the parents in my head. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, it's tough to be like, but it's to make you proud. And that is the overarching drive. <laughs> yeah. So I think, I hope. What I hope is that she had more conversations with her parents as this was going on. And, you know, we don't have to be privy to them. This is just my honest hope for her <laughs> in her real real life. Yeah. Particularly with her dad. Because um, he, he was the one where she was like, no, he doesn't love me. And he was also the one that, like, was more discouraging, I think, about the job stuff. About, like oh, you actually want to move out? I didn't do any of that paperwork. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is like, <laughs> this is actually hurtful towards her. <laughs> yeah. Like, not her fault, really. Well, um, but her mom is the one who said the thing that was like, I would rather you do your chores than be successful. Like, right. Then get famous. Yeah, then get famous. Yeah. Yeah. So like, that, you know, is discouraging. It's clearly not what, Nagata wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she, you know, like, it's okay, I want to say. It doesn't all have to be hunky-dory, Nagata, the way she kind of makes it during her hospitalization, particularly. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, it's good for to portray these complicated things that maybe we don't have a window into. Because yeah. we don't have a window into other real people's lives. If a window is very tiny and then there's like everything else in the house that you can't see <laughs> through the window. There's some dead plants in yeah, the, yeah. the sill. Everything looks hunky-dory in that little sliver of their life. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, generally I was like, wow, this, like the parent stuff can be very whiplashy. Definitely the most whiplash experience mm-hmm. in the thing. What related to me the most actually about her experience like with her her not not the the maternal grandmother yeah the maternal grandmother who didn't live with them and she was just like i just never like really connected with them in any meaningful way she was like oh they were so unexpectedly like understanding and nice about it and i think that that was really good because that's a similar experience i had with my parents recently where i was like i told them something that i was afraid to tell them and then they were like yeah cool whatever (laughs) just like (laughs) it's we're fine with it like and all the problems that I was like they're for sure gonna think that's a problem (laughs) is like the only thing that they had a problem with and I was like okay well I expected that part so that's why (laughs) like whatever yeah I think the nice part about that encounter that Nagata had also was that what her grandmother thought was nice about the story was the part that was important in the first place right it was like (laughs) The, the feelings and the emotions and the experience with loneliness hmm. uh, rather than the, oh, and I'm a lesbian, which I think was yeah. what <laughs> was shocking to a lot of people. I think yeah. what was sh- most shocking to the family was like, oh, we are being portrayed as uncaring um, and yeah. misunderstanding, but... We should definitely talk about the lesbian because, again, I feel like it's actually fairly absent. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I think for, I actually really appreciate this, particularly at in this age group. Mm-hmm. 
I feel that as I grew up, okay, so I came out as trans when I was like 16 or 17. And at that point in my life, that was my identity, right? I, I had other things that I liked doing, but, you know, that was what defined me. And that yeah. was what defined a lot of people my age in, in that group, obviously. You, you, you find that one thing, your sexual identity. And I see this a lot now online where that is what you put forward into the world. And these, they're like your credentials, basically. Yeah. I, I think we've talked about this before. We have talked about this before. Have we talked about it on the podcast? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, whereas now, like, yeah, being trans is still important to me. It's not something I'm going to put away. Um, it's also like, I have so much more important things to be worrying about, <laughs> like rent and career and <laughs> relationships. Um <laughs> So I think it's fine that that's kind of on the back burner for her. It is also the source of like some of her trouble relating to people. I think there's a part where she got scared of a guy at the hospital. Oh, yeah. I was like, this is not necessarily a lesbian experience to be scared of a guy at the hospital. But like immediately, like I felt that as someone who is like, you know, when she was like, there's no lock. I was like, all right, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I know why there wouldn't be a lot. Yeah. Like, I and get also it. like, ooh, no. <laughs> um, yeah. But like, sure. Uh, there are transition things I'd like to do. And I'd like to have money in my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> I need a 401k. <laughs> like, come on. So, I need money in this other bank account. <laughs> right. Um... <laughs> So I think one of the things that might be disappointing to people who read these books based on the titles and based on what they know, it's like, oh, lesbian, oh, solo, oh, loneliness. And she's going to resolve those things, no. particularly through a romantic relationship. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's, no. <laughs> um, no, what, what actually she realizes or, you know, what she ends the second volume on pretty much is like oh no i need to figure out what i can do for other people and listen to other people in order to feel connected myself i did not consider other people's needs yeah i was like yes that helped a lot that helped me a lot it could help you a lot nagata i know you don't need i you shouldn't try to please people all the time that's no good when you're lying to yourself and like putting on an act but like what can you do? What can only you do? <laughs> or not even only you. What can you do to make somebody else happy? Yeah. Is, I think, the most empowering question. In podcast. <laughs> You're like, I'm down. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I, so my problem with... Because I also... And now, like, oh, sure, I'm queer, whatever. <laughs> like, fine, I guess, fine. <laughs> but then I thought about, like, putting that in my Twitter bio because that's, like, the cool thing to do. And I was just like, I just can't muster the care. Like, it doesn't matter to me is kind of what it feels like. And not to say it doesn't matter. It matters to a lot of people. Yeah. But I was just like, this isn't 
some core part of my identity in the way that like, oh yeah, people knowing that I'm like a nerdy introvert is like more important to the connections that I feel that I have with people than <laughs> this yeah. part. Yeah. But generally what what bothers me about the lesbian stuff in this manga is that I feel like it's used as a gimmick almost. Like in marketing, not like in her story itself. Like mm-hmm. that's fine. But just like it being used as like the title or like why are the other why are my soul exchange diary both covers also as salacious as the first one when she doesn't use an escort so she has no especially in the second one she doesn't have an experience with a girl in there and like clearly okay this this second one is actually supposed to be like her herself yeah. so like yeah. fine <laughs> That that first one is not. <laughs> Are you sure? I don't feel. Maybe. I don't know. It, uh, the, I don't think it's supposed to be her, but it could be her. It could be. <laughs> We're like looking at them. <laughs> In real time. Yes. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. I just feel like there is like, it's the thing to get you to read it. Yeah. And then it's not that at all. I mostly agree with that. I also feel that, oh, this way you know it's a set. I mean, I get it. I work <laughs> yeah. in marketing. Like, I can't understand why it's yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that doesn't make me like it more. And I also feel that, like, particularly on the second volume of My Solo Exchange Diary, there's something about her naked self speaking to her not naked self (laughs) i actually find kind of powerful um yeah yeah like that one i actually am okay with yeah especially after reading it and being like oh yeah yeah. she like hurt her arm or whatever yeah like oh this has to do with what's inside yeah the other one i'm like i don't feel like that has anything to do with what's inside (laughs) yeah i guess not boo marketing <laughs> she does. She did actually have an experience with. She she hired somebody. She did hire, and she got another, her hug. Oh yeah, she got a hug. But overall, I just feel like, I guess, the thing. Okay, aside from the covers, it's also just like part of the reason that this is such a lauded story is because it's like oh minority representation and everything, and I'm like okay, but when that is used as like a thing to get attention. <laughs> And then to be about something else, I'm like, I don't know, I don't know how down I am with that. <laughs> my 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 thresh like my um minimum requirement for honesty in marketing is lower than yours, I think. <laughs> Which is ironic because I actually work in marketing. Right. And right, but you shouldn't. Daily have to be like, what pieces of my soul am I getting out of here? <laughs> <sighs> Um, I feel like we should end on the funny note, which is <laughs> we loved. We discussed <laughs> this in book club. We were like, we love. It was so relatable that she wrote the sex as one word in like. <laughs> so she was talking about how when she originally made published this on Pixiv, she could not write the word sex, so she wrote the sex. <laughs> <laughs> and at first, it was just funny because, like, you know. We've all we've actually we do that. We, yeah, we did that before this. We were like, yes, the sex, the sex, because it's awkward to talk about sex, and it's part of the my uh the Lonely Island song. 
Is it? I had the sex and the feeling was great or something. I'm pretty sure they say the sex in there somewhere. Do they? I have to listen to that song again. We also love the Lonely Island in this house. Yeah. <laughs> they're like when i had the sex man my penis felt great um, and i probably right. right after i was done <laughs> <laughs> such a great song guys okay. pure pure talent <laughs> yes skill <laughs> amaze yes <laughs> but yes so then the sex thing we were like that's funny that's relatable overall but then then i realized yeah. eventually like Wait, Japanese doesn't have a definite article. Like, they don't have the. (laughs) Uh, So I was like, did she write that in English? She wrote it in a different language because she could not say sex. Yeah, that's how othered it is in her mind. It was amazing. It's foreign language land. Yeah, so now now I'm like, did she write it in katakana or did she write it in English? (laughs) I need to know. We need to know. Somebody tell us. (laughs) And basically, yeah, that was the best reveal, I think, at book club. <laughs> yes, yes. It was an epiphany. It was an epiphany. It definitely was like, I hope if you, nothing else moved you about this podcast, now that you know too much about me and Asher, <laughs> at least you're like, the sex. <laughs> they knew too much about our music tastes. They and <laughs> you definitely and the fact you. that we say the sex. The sex. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so good. It's so funny. Well, now I have to stop laughing. Thanks for listening to Shoujo and Tell. Comments, questions, constructive criticism, concerns? Email shoujoandtell at gmail.com or leave a comment on shoujoandtell.com slash my lesbian experience with loneliness. I thought about shortening it and then I was like, YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, and by we, I mean Ashley, are at Shoujo and Tell on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram. Asher, where can people find you and your work on the internet? <laughs> Nowhere. <laughs> Are you excited every time you see a new episode from Ashley? If so, please consider leaving a rating in iTunes or Stitcher. This will help the podcast reach more hearts or at least ears. Asher's having too much fun with this. Thanks again for listening. We'll be, we, I don't know. Someone will be back next time for I have no idea. Maybe girl got game for real? Maybe Haruka. Just kidding. It definitely won't be Haruka. Not yet. Stay tuned for whatever it is. Until then, bye. (laughs) Bye. I'll let that stand. Why not? (laughs) Asher's having too much fun. I'm having too much fun? You were the one who were falling out of your chair laughing. (laughs) I just had sex. (laughs) (laughs) You put a bang on my head. Still counts. (laughs) Are you just going to recount the whole song as your outro? Yeah. Then... (laughs)